Hey y'all, I'm Chris, your host for the Mommy Monologues podcast. I'm an author, writer, and most of all, I'm a mother to a beautifully unique little girl named Styler. Say hey, Styler. That's her. This is the only podcast curated for women of color centered around motherhood. Here is where we discuss wellness, lifestyle, self-preservation, and more. Oh, and of course, we talk about motherhood. Created with women of color in mind, here is where we share our realities with hopes of forming and strengthening relationships between mothers from all over the world. Thank you for listening in and sharing this space with me. Enjoy. Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you for joining in to the first episode of the Mommy Monologue podcast. This is a crazy, crazy moment for me because I've never done anything like this before, but I'm still excited nonetheless because I have one of my good, good girlfriends, Shakayla, here to talk to you guys about motherhood and goals and all the things in between because whenever we get together, it's just like so authentic we just talk for days so we're gonna try to keep it on task but whatever ends up being it's just gonna be dope anyways but this is my good girlfriend as i said and she is a goal success life coach for female entrepreneurs and i mean when it comes to just having a dope online space this girl just like gets it it's like She's like a unicorn. I mean, people say that, and I never understood what that really meant, but I just think unicorns are dope, so that's what I'm going to call her. But her social media platforms are just amazing, and she's known for her, like, really, really sweet and soft spirit, and I think, um, you know, she's just a great person. So who else would I have to be the first guest besides her? So welcome to the podcast, Shakayla. How are you? (laughs) Hello, I'm so excited. The fact that I've been called a unicorn the first time has been on this podcast by <laughs> uses is everything. Cause I'm like, I want to be a unicorn. So <laughs> it was, it was, it was Doug here first. I'm a black unicorn yes. and I'm so for it. <laughs> girl, glitter shimmers everywhere around you, girl. I'm just yes, a unicorn. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, queen. Yes, yes. So tell me, like I know you, but tell all the people who are listening. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Oh, I love this question because I feel like every time I answer it, I answer it a little bit differently because I'm a strong believer in really staying focused on who you are and fully being a part of your transformation and your process because we're human beings, our priorities change, our focuses change, and our love for life, you know, changes as well. But as my sis said, I am Shakayla J. Taylor of CJP Online, and I am a goal success life coach, um, aka a goal implementation specialist. Basically what that means, the fancy term for basically I'm obsessed with helping goal-rich entrepreneurs turn their ideas into irresistible success. So I'm focused on helping folks really turn their ideas that they have in their notebooks, ideas they have in their heads, into irresistible success and fruitful um, services, guides, resources, basically bringing those ideas to life. So I'm pretty obsessed with that. And I just so happen to be a mother of one, a three-year-old named Emmanuel, 
Um, he is the light of my life. <laughs> right now we're going through a battle of life together because he is a bundle full of energy. <laughs> and when I look at him, it's crazy because I'm just like, oh my God, Emmanuel, chill out. But seriously, when I look at him, I'm like, man, that's the person I want to become. You know, like, you know, I, I'm not sure how other parents feel, but when I look into my child's eyes, I'm like, man, I wish I was that vibrant and that full of spirit, you know, like had that full of spirit at that early age. And I want him to stick with that. So when I look at him, I'm like, I want to be just like that. I want to make sure that I'm staying, sticking in line with who I am and what I do. But I, I love that. So I basically um, am an online entrepreneur and a lot of the things that I do happen online. But in this last year, I've been focusing more on my offline experience as far as like hosting events and workshops, um, in-person events to really solidify my place in my industry. So I'm a nerd, basically. I do a lot of I do a lot of everything. <laughs> right, right. So you're like a multi-passionate, like creative. That's what we call those girl. Cause you know me. I'm like whatever wherever the wind blows, I follow, but I stay in my lane. So that's most definite something. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Relate, girl. So Yes, yes. I have this saying that says, um, you can slay and stay in your lane because it's just as powerful. You know what your niche is. You know who you serve and you know your purpose. So it's just like if you're in like you're on the freeway, right? When you stick in that that lane that's meant for you, there's no traffic, mm -hmm. there's no accidents because you know where your focus drive should be, right? So when you're staying and slaying in your lane, you can produce some of the most amazing experiences, not just things. That's what I wanted people into. Like it's about creating experiences and some of the most beautiful experiences experiences I've had have been online. So it's mm -hmm. possible to do that. Right, right, definitely. Um, so tell me tell me about what you have um coming up because i heard you say that you know a lot of your presence is online but you're actually um leaning towards doing more things offline with events and stuff so what what exactly um do you have like coming up oh i love this question so um i have actually i'm the founder of a brunch series called Blot Like a Boss Brunch Workshop. I took a pause from it. My last event was in January. And I really wanted to reevaluate my place in the space. Mm -hmm. um, there are tons of beautiful women, you know, in the Dallas area, around the country, around the globe, who are using brunches um, to propel their brands. So I wanted to take a step back and figure out a way that I can continue to have that, that beautiful offline experience, but do it a little bit different. So I'm actually in the works. This is the first time I've ever said it. So this is going to be an exclusive podcast. Um, Yay. <laughs> I'm actually, guys, girl, I'm actually in the works of creating some sort of weekend, um, a weekend long workshop series. Um, I'm planning on doing one in Atlanta, Houston, mm -hmm. and Dallas. So keeping my fingers crossed, I'm still planning out as far as like, you know, spaces and everything, but definitely want to still stick with the idea of doing offline event planning kind of events because I love event planning and I love um, having one-on-ones with women and, and people that attend my events, you know, face-to-face -face because that is what really drives me. So that's my next level is to actually do weekend long events that are dedicated to helping entrepreneurs propel their brands to the next level because I'm a strong believer in that. My brand shouldn't be the only one that's popping. There has to be a multitude of brands because that is how you show, show strength and that's how you show, you know, solitude, like not solitude, um, 
what's the word? I don't know. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> gratitude, all that good stuff. You know, listen, when I get excited, I just make up words. So I just get, you know, <laughs> different words. But, you know, I know somebody listening to this will know the right word that I'm looking for. But it's when you collaborate and communicate with more than one brand or more than one business owner, that is the most beautiful thing. Right. Because you never know what experiences, what products, what services, what connections you can make. And that's why social media is so powerful and why we're sitting here today communicating with one another. You know, I'm so ex- like, it's just a beautiful thing. I just can't get enough of it. Right, right. So um, you have a book coming out too, right? Like, I, don't, I know we haven't officially launched today. Look, I said we as if it's my book too. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you haven't um, officially put it out there like that, but you've been dropping hints and you've been letting people know that you're yes. working on something. So tell me a little bit about the book. Oh, I'm so excited. This is going to be a popping pocket. <laughs> um, so I've been working on a book called Joyful Black Girl. It is a book of affirmations and short stories for around the way girls. If you are unfamiliar with the word around the way girl, I know there are some negative connotations with it. There most certainly is, but I am originally born and raised in Inglewood, New Jersey, in Northern Jersey, the northern part of New Jersey. And when you say around the way girl, around the way girl can mean any and everything, but I'm owning around the way girl as for the women who are mothers, single women, um, single mothers, people who are married. Around the Way Girls is a powerful woman who is focused and has multiple roles in her life. And she still can be savvy and scrappy, sophisticated, and still be herself. Still know how she can go into a boardroom, knows how to speak to people, but can go around the block and talk to her homies, you know? So it's just that. That's how I view it Around the Way Girl. So Joyful Black Girl are basically the words that never left me alone are the words that I wish I would have said when I was going through my dark moments of depression. Joyful Black Girl is just, it it, it really highlights my experiences as a mother, my experiences as a student, my experiences as as a woman going through life's lessons. So it's going to be a book of affirmations, dope short stories, and I find myself writing more short stories and writing more shorter um, versions of things about my life because I feel like a mantra or an affirmation, I need more. I need, I need to share more of my life with people. So because you keep me accountable, I was just like, oh, well, I'm just going to keep writing until, so my deadline for myself is August so I can submit that to my editors um, get that going because I want this book to be released in the fall because I really feel like this is a book that our people need especially our women because there are tons of depictions of beautiful beautiful poets and beautiful um, pieces that are written about womanhood but I don't feel like there's enough about the black experience Mm. and how we go through those stages of you know being an awkward black girl to being the girl that loses her virginity to the girl that just you know is um, submitting to her role of you know she feels like she's becoming a woman but she's sleeping around or you know there there are tons of stories but I feel like we really peruse around it and we don't really attack it at face value. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so that. I'm excited. I'm so excited to, to, to be writing it and to be going through that creative process. 
Yes, yes. I was like over here in the church corner, like, mm -hmm, amen. Because girl, that is definitely needed. Like you said, I mean, it's not so much that nobody is doing that, but it's probably not enough of it. And we need those kinds of candy um, conversations, you know, so that we can know that there's, um, you know, that you you will get to the other side of of it. You know, it's kind of like a coming of age thing. So I am so excited um, for you to be releasing that. So yes, girl, you know, I'm definitely going to get my copy. Um, but okay, so that kind of leads into the next thing I wanted to, you know, talk to you about like, okay, you're writing your book, you're getting ready to do these events, you have your coaching yes. clients, all of that. So how on earth are you even doing all of this with email with your little with your three year old? <laughs> That's a great, that's a great question because it's a lot. It's a lot. You may hear him faintly in the background. It's a lot to balance a little man and it's a lot to balance, especially like my online business, my offline piece of the business. But I would say the biggest thing, and I feel like, oh, this is a cliche, but it, it, it's so true. You hear when, when I was growing up, at least you would hear, I would hear my mother and my aunties and my uncles talk a lot about how it takes a village to raise a child. And I was like, no, it takes one person to raise a child, like, or two people. <laughs> that's what I was thinking as a kid, because you, you think like, oh, no, like, but truly, that's true. Like, I know I, I am only as successful as my support system allows me to be, if that makes sense, you know? Mm -hmm. um, my support system is crazy as far as, like, crazy good. If I'm going to a photo shoot, I'm going to an event, they are there 100% to help me not only raise and watch a manual, but also to help me get together for the event. So I would say that is the, and I know a lot of women are not as fortunate, a lot of parents are not as fortunate as I am because when I was living in North Carolina before my move to Dallas, we didn't have much of a support system. It was only me, his father, and the baby, Emmanuel. So it, it was very hard. Um, I didn't really pursue many event opportunities or grow my brand like I've been able to do here in Dallas because I have such a great support system. So I, I can tell you both sides of the coin on how I've done it and how I've suffered <laughs> as far as like, I don't know, I don't have anyone. But now it's just like, I am only as successful as my tribe allows me to be. And I'm just blessed in that sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, so go back because what you said about um you know a lot of people especially mothers and so and there are single fathers out there but a lot of us aren't able to have that um kind of support system so at the time when you didn't have that you know what was that time like like what were you you know able to do or how were you able to manage what you did have you know what was that time like for you when you didn't have that support system Mm, that's a great question. That's a really, really great question. Can we hold you? Okay. That's a really great question because you know, if you hear my son, he's cooing in the background. Like <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. I felt like I'm a person that works off metaphors or similes. Uh, I think that's my English degree working for me. But I really think when I was at that moment, I felt like the walls were caving in on me. As much as you want to be strong and as resilient as you may be, you feel very weak. You feel like whatever you try to do, whatever you try to put into fruition, whatever you try to put into the universe, the universe, you always feel like it's being delivered to you on the shittiest platter, excuse me, on the shittiest platter because, I don't know, it's just like, because even like, I'm a goal success life coach, right? I'm all about, you know, speaking positive into your situation, no matter how good or bad it is. Mm 
You have to always speak positive, always stay on a positive path. But when I think about that moment when I'm living in North Carolina, I didn't feel positive. I didn't feel like I was meant to be in North Carolina. I didn't meant to be in that space. And I started to doubt my role as a mother, you know, and we, you have to be, this is a podcast for the real, right? Right. So I felt like maybe I jumped too early into being a mother. Maybe this wasn't the best decision for me. And that started to impact not only my role as a mother, but how I saw my son. You know, I would never, you know, do anything to hurt my son and to harm my son, but I couldn't, there was a disconnect. And I see, I saw when he was growing up, like before he turned one, how him and his father interacted. And that's all I ever wanted to see that positive male influence that he, he had with his dad. You know, they, they were like best friends at the time. And I'm sitting there like, you know, working a nine to five, my first professional job, trying to also be a blogger, trying to also be a mother. I really felt like my role as a mother, I was suffering. I was a horrible mom because, you know, I, I, feel, I say that I'm harsh, but I'm my harshest critic. I didn't feel like I was the best mom that I could be because I didn't know how to balance my nine to five, my blog, and my son. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was my nine to five, my blog, and okay, his dad is there. His dad can take care of him or, you know, I'll cook the dinner. His dad can focus in on him. And it's hard, you know, it, it's very hard because I felt um, very jaded in that role. So when I said, you know what, we got to move. We have to move here. You know, we moved from North Carolina to Dallas with less than a thousand dollars a U-Haul and all of the stuff that we owned in this U-Haul. And we drove, it's 17 hours to drive, but we took like, it took like a day, really. So we stopped at a hotel and I I was like, while they were sleeping in the hotel, I was up and I was thinking, I said, I want to be a better mother and I want to be a better partner and I want to be, that's it. I didn't say a better business owner, better blogger. I literally said, I want to be a better partner. I want to be a better mother because I didn't know I come from a strong woman, strong women in my background. And I felt like, you know, like at the time when I was working in advertising, there's this whole idea, women can have it all. Mm-hmm. You know, we can be mothers, we can be business owners. We surely can have it all, but we can't have it all in, in one season. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that the hard way. I was trying to balance it all. And, you know, when you try to balance everything, you know, you know have you, if you just imagine you were trying to, to juggle, I don't know how to juggle. But you're you're trying to juggle all these balls. You can barely juggle one. But now you have 20 balls that you're juggling. And after a while, all the balls around you just start falling. Mm -hmm. I think of that, I think of that idea of like, everything around me was just failing. I wasn't being the best mother. I wasn't actively being in that role. Yes, he would be around me, but I wasn't paying attention. You know, he would be there, but we're not in the moment together. And that's very important as a mother and as a parent. Um, I really feel like it's not just about being there. Oh, well, I'm there. You know, we're in the same room. It's about connecting. It's about playing with your baby. It's about, you know, taking them in your arms and tickling them or telling, asking him how or, or her how your day was. That, those are the highlights. Now, so when I think about my life in North Carolina, I don't think I would have developed into the woman I am today, the mother I am today if I didn't move. So thinking about North Carolina is a really dark time for me, you know, and and I like it, like a raw time so get a chance to even think about it really makes me like I'm so thankful I thank God every day for providing me with another opportunity for my family and I to grow because we needed it bad right okay and and it's so um you know what you said about um you know 
that you can have it all, but you can't have it all in just one particular season. You know, that personally speaks to me and I'm sure to, you know, others that are listening as well, because we oftentimes um, as mothers just beat ourselves up and we, we hear that word like balance and we think um, that everything has to be balanced. It has to flow and be equal at the same time. Because then, of course, when you hear the word balance, if you're probably like me, you, I, I visualize um, a balancing beam and it's sitting evenly on both sides, you know? And it's like, life is nothing like that <laughs> at all. You know, like what T.D. Jakes um, said, uh, I, I first saw it on TV, then I read it in one of his books, but he mentioned how every single day you have you have so many different things pulling at you you know you have your role as a mother you have your role as um a spouse or you know girlfriend or whatever you have your role um as a entrepreneur or as um an employee at a at a you know another business or both yes you know you have your role um and, and extracurriculars, you know, then you have to try to take care of yourself. You have to work out, eat well, meal prep, all Come this on now. stuff. And it's like you have all this different stuff pulling at you, and you're bound to like fail at something every day. Come on, you're gonna fail. Yes. But the key to it, where the balance comes in, is that you don't fail at the same thing every day you know you come on you can probably suck i mean and this is just being real you can suck at being a mom probably on monday but um Mm -hmm. i'm gonna need you to reel it back in (laughs) come on come on no and and, yes that's that's what's like most important i think is is defining Mm -hmm. your own balance you know so come on right and no, and just like what you're saying, that's the most, that's the beautiful thing, like what you just said, that little gem. And I don't know if anybody listening caught it. You can suck on being a mother and a business owner on Monday, but by the time Wednesday hit home, girl, it's time for you to get it back together. You know, we, we are in a society, we are in a world, we're in a country where, and I don't want to be political, none of that, or, you know, none of that, but I, I, it has to be said because being a woman means you have to be perfect in every sense, whether you're a mother or not. But when you add on that layer of motherhood, it's like, oh, what you mean fail? There's no such thing as fail. There's no such thing as being tired. There's no such thing as needing a moment to yourself because as mothers and women, we have to always be on. And we're human beings. No matter if we're man or woman, we all need a break from our role. We all need a break from our purpose sometimes. We all need a break and, you know, we feel like we got to be on 10 every day. Mm-hmm. When you're on 10 every day, how do you learn what it feels like to, to have downtime? How do you know what it feels like to actually fail? How do you know what it feels like to succeed? Because if you never go through those stages, you're always going to have some kind of disconnect that you feel like, oh, well, if I want to do this venture, if I want to create this podcast, if I want to create this blog, you have this, this fanciful idea of things. So you're super, yes, you have to have optimism. But you also have to have a layer of realism. You have to be realistic with yourself. You have to chart back to what you've experienced in your lifetime, in the last month, in your role as a mother, in your role as a caregiver, in your role as a guardian, and really see what's feasible. Because if you want to be successful, you can do that. Because best believe, my son in there eating applesauce, I'm standing in the living room trying to dodge him to make sure that, you know, he's not getting loud. And that's <laughs> the beauty about, you know, that's the beauty, a beauty about being Shakela that I know what works, I know what don't work, and I know how to make it work, you know? 
Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Like in my DJ Cali voice. I like that. But girl, that's yes, so the key. That's so <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> um, so okay. It's evident like with what we just talked about right there, because I mean I can go deeper, girl, and you know how we get, but like with that right there, it's evident that you have to make time for goals. You have to uh, make well make time to set your goals, I should say. And then you have to of course have a plan to execute those and you have to have a time for self-care you know um that's become something that's kind of like a, I don't want to call it a trend because our trends seem to seem to fade away but mm-hmm. it's come it's something that's more popular now it's more prevalent now and I'm so glad because it's something that we didn't talk about before and you know or, or we did we called it me time but me time didn't actually it, to me it didn't seem intentional self-care seems so much more intentional and it seems like it has love behind it so I want to know from you because I've heard you talk about self-care before too but I want to know from you you know how do you go about setting your goals and then executing them. And then two, how do you make time for like self-care in the midst of that? Mm, great question. This is great. This is a great combination question. So I'm all about I'm all about goal success, right? That's my role. That's what I've studied these past um, oh, year and some change. So when it comes to, yes, baby, eat your applesauce. Good job. When it comes to building a goal, right, I'm I'm trying to keep it as succinct as possible because I can go on for days and days and days and days talking about this. So when you build out a goal, right, the first few things that it's a must that you think about is what's the purpose? Who is this goal going to serve? Why is it important to you? What's the purpose? Who is this goal going to serve and why is it important to you? When you think about those things, you become more methodical in your goal building. You you become more methodical, more focused, more strategic in your goal building. Because oftentimes when we think of a goal, we're like, oh, this is, I'm going to just think about it. I'm going to just write it down. It's going to come into life. Erica, Erica Badu has one of the dopest quotes about this. She says, when you write, when you write it down, that's when shit becomes real. When you write something down, that's when it becomes real. It becomes to, to solidify. But if you just sit there and look at it, it's solidifying, but it's not going nowhere. There isn't any gas. There isn't any fuel behind it. So once you actually sit there and you strategically plan a goal, you write down a goal, and it has to be specific now. You can't just say, oh, I want to own my own boutique. That's cute. <laughs> I can't, what, like, you got to paint a picture. I want to own my own boutique in the next six months, and I, in that boutique, I want to sell antiques. That's very specific. You can paint a picture with that. You can create multiple legs on how to get to that goal. So once you have that specific goal, you know the purpose, you know who it serves, and you know why it's important. Now you need to figure out what are going to be the specific action points behind it. How are you going to pursue it? How are you going to put it into action? How are you going to make it happen, right? So if you want to have this boutique in the next six months, what are the actions? You have to figure out if you need to become an LLC. You need to figure out if you need a business license. You need to figure out if you need a partner. You need to figure out, do you have to have an, uh, an online presence as well? Do you have to get with the city? Do you understand? Like, that's when you start to answer, ask yourself these multiple questions on how to make it happen when you put in those questions behind it, you're also putting fuel. You're adding fuel to the fire. 
And oftentimes that is the number one misstep. We never put action or fuel behind a goal. We just look at a goal like it's pretty. We put it on a vision board and that's it. Mm. But a vision board is meant to, to ignite, put action behind it. That's the purpose of it. That's the reason behind it. You know what I'm saying? So when you go from building that idea, building the goal, to figuring out, you know, what am I going to do next? Then you can start putting, you can start putting in the action, putting in the work, I like to call it. Then you can put in the work necessary to unlock that goal. So with all of that, there are a lot of working and moving parts. Oftentimes when it comes to goal building, it's just like, well, I have to do all of this at the same time. Yeah, you have to do multiple things at the same time. And that's okay. That's okay. What that's going to do is going to, it's going to help. It's going to build you up. So oftentimes we think we have to do it alone, but there are tons of communities out here. There are Facebook mastermind groups. There are coaches. There's a Twitter community. There's a Facebook community. There's Pinterest. Like there's so many communities that we can be a part of that support us. I was just, I was writing an email uh, that I'm going to send out on Tuesday that talks about the first secrets of success. I can't remember all of the secrets I put down in that email, but one of them was you have to have some kind of collaborative environment. You have to be a part of some kind of community that keeps you accountable, that keeps you, that helps you stick to your goals. You see a lot of the times, oh, I'm self-made. I'm a self-made boss. <laughs> well, you know, I've said that every now and then. Certain parts of, the, uh, of it have been self-made, but a lot of it hasn't. A lot of it required one-on-ones with mentors. A lot of it required, you know, getting survey information from my Facebook communities. A lot of it to, uh, dealt with me doubting my process, doubting my purpose, and having to talk to people like you, or having to talk to people like, you know, a family member, you know, so a trusted family member. So a lot of it, like, you're going to go through a lot when you're trying to unlock a goal. But always understand that you are not alone. You are not alone in the process. Trust me, what you're going through is not unique. It's not that unique as if someone hasn't gone through it already and won't be willing to share their process or share their feelings or share advice to bring you up. You understand? Mm -hmm. So goal building, goal manifestation, acting on your goals, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So the next step to that question you asked is the idea of self-care because when you're building out goals it's very easy just to, just to focus in on that yes Ooh, okay a lot of it is focused you you think that you have to be on every day you go to sleep team no sleep you gotta go it's no such thing i, I was keeping no sleep and guess what my work was suffering because i didn't have enough attention span to, to work on things i didn't have enough focus yeah that's yeah i see that you didn't have enough you know energy to bring your goals or bring your ideas to life. I couldn't even do anything simple like send an email because I was team no sleep, meaning team no energy, team I can't do this. Mm -hmm. You know, so like you think you have to always be on, which is why self-care is so important. And self-care can mean multiple things. It can mean you actually going to get your nails done. It can go mean you going to the museum. It can mean you going to shop for yourself, wear a new outfit to get a new hairdo it can mean any it can mean sitting down and, and reading a book because I know that is very important to me to actually read and write and to absorb and to to figure out what drives me you know that I need to be, we all need 
we all need that. Because at the end of the day, self-care is all about how can we rejuvenate? How can we reboot? How can we refresh? So when we think about it, perspective versus like, well, how can I spoil myself today? Like, spoiling is fantastic. But sometimes you feel like, well, I don't deserve to spoil myself. But you do deserve to be rejuvenated, right? You do deserve a reboost. We all deserve that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel, there's, a, there's a lot to that question, but it's beautiful because that's how the human brain works. That's how it works. We work, we, it works in layers. So when we, we honor that and we own that, we'll start to do that naturally. Because that's how our brain works. It works in layers, it works in different facets, and that's the beautiful thing about being a, a human being. Yeah, there are so many planes that we can plan to that we can work on. Right, right. And that's so good because, um, you know, like you said, there's a lot of layers to that, to, to self-care. But I think, again, it's important to just really define what that is for you, for somebody who's getting their nails done. For me, girl, it means just doing nothing. Like, if I could just lay down and do nothing, that's self-care. <laughs> because we have so much pulling at us. And it's just like, can I just chill and just breathe? And L- just- listen, yes. <laughs> can I just catch my breath? Because yes. I, you, it's like you always... You know, when, you, when you're in the process of building or launching something, you always feel like you have on your sneakers on and you're running a marathon. Mm-hmm. Because it's always like you always have to be on because you're expelling so much energy. But you're going to see, I've crashed and burned plenty of times. When you crash, you're going to be looking at yourself like, why didn't I just stop earlier? Why didn't I just take a break earlier? There's nothing wrong with pausing. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't pause, sometimes you can't see you know, what you have to do to the next level because we, we automatically think it's a puzzle piece. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes you have the wrong puzzle piece that don't go together. So how can you build another strategy to find the right piece? Right. We don't think about that all the time. We think about, oh, well, if I do this, it's automatically, automatically gonna, I'm going to unlock step three, step four, step five, and it ain't like that all the time. Right, right. Now, when you say crash and burn, it made me think about um, like a chapter that's in my book about bouncing back because we always yes. um, you're gonna fall off. You're gonna fall off whether it's um you know your fault or not. You know whether it's your by your own doing or not. So when you have those moments of crash and burn, like how do you pick mm. yourself back up? You know what's your motivation or inspiration, and how do you pick yourself back up? That's a great question. Um, wow. I was actually, to be real, I was actually going through a crash and burn situation like a week ago. And I just okay. got quiet. Yeah, and you and you were, you were like one of the few people that were like, hey, uh, what's going on with you? Like, what's happening? Yeah. Um, and I felt, and you're going to go through these moments. It's, it, don't be scared of it. You're going to have, you, you have to go through these moments so you know how strong you are. You know how to redirect your focus. Think of it as a redirect. So um, I was really going through about like, you know, I don't want to call it, you know, full out depression. I have experienced depression. So I've experienced it. So what I was experiencing was a little bout of it, like a little, a little smidge of it. And I was really challenging myself or like struggling. I would say challenge is the wrong word. Um, Challenge implies that you you have a, you have a next step to, to produce something positive. I was struggling because I didn't know if what I was doing, if the work that I've been producing is actually connecting with my audience. At the time, like, you know, when I was struggling, you know, the Facebook mastermind group, I felt like nobody was participating. Nobody was like, 
you know, responding. I felt like the content that I was producing was either going over their heads or just way too, you know, in, involved. And I actually started to full-blown work, work with my coach, and she was helping me find my clarity that week. So just imagine, you're trying to find your clarity. You're trying to also submit to your role as being a leader. You know, people don't know that, you know, you may, ha- you may or may not have a coach, or you may not may or may not be trying to figure out your role in this industry on top of being a leader, that's a lot because you're trying to reevaluate, you know, who you are, what you do and who you do it for, but also have to still be that leader. That is a very difficult space to be in. And I really felt like I was crashing and burning. I didn't have any inspiration to do my podcast, any inspiration to even write any content. And every year or for the past, like maybe two or three years, my birthday rolls around, I always produce a blog post about what I've learned, the lessons. And I, I didn't even feel motivated to do that blog post. And those are very special to me. Um, so in those moments, what I'll do is like sometimes I won't ask for help. But I knew that something was just missed. And, and, and that's how connected. I have some of the most connected relationships I can count on one hand. And that's beautiful. My mother said you should be able to count your friends on one hand. And I surely can. The ones that I'm super connected with because they reached out and they were like, hey, what's going on? I could just tell that something was either off with you or simply someone just asking me, how are you? And they know that when I do anything like in a sing-songy voice, like, I'm okay, I'm normally not okay. And I'm lying to you. <laughs> um, you know, like, and that's my cue. But like, I'm so connected with these women, especially you, sis, because you were just like, you know, like, something is just off. Not necessarily anything bad, but I know that your energy is just off. Like you didn't have to post anything on social media for me to know that your spirit is dimming a little bit because I'm so bright, I'm so full of life, vibrant. So when I put the fade in the background, that's normally a, a tall tale sign that I'm going through something. Um, that I don't want to talk, I don't want to share, I don't know what to talk about. So in order for me to bounce back, I either have to journal, I have to actually out like look for help amongst my friends my sisterhood tribe and I just have to take that moment of solitude and really build upon it I have to learn how to operate and work through that fear sometimes because I'm just like I don't know what to do so I have to write I have to produce something that that could potentially help someone else but help me in the moment it's very important that I do that and everyone has a different specific way that they do that Right. Okay. That's good. Cause, um, you know, girl, I'm always the person that's a fan of journaling or, well, for me, every day I have to do my prayer journaling. Um, but if it's not that, or it's, I want to say it's not that, cause that's a, that's something that I keep doing, but right. aside from that though, I will sometimes just journal my thoughts in general, just to get all of that out. Cause I will be honest, the relationship that me and my God have, we have a very yes. open relationship, but on the, on the flip note, sometimes I need to, you know, be a little bit real, 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 and I have to put that yes. on another, in another notebook. <laughs> but yes, because there are moments you just like, listen, I know this ain't the the right language for this notebook, so I'm going to just go ahead and switch it out because <laughs> there are moments when I'm just like, the things you wouldn't normally say because you know it's not either professional or correct for that moment. Because there's people that annoy me sometimes, and I know that I have to to expel it in a notebook before I say it to their face, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, the notebooks, the journals are the filters that we don't have on Instagram. It's our other filter. So I do understand. Um, so, okay, I think 
you know, what my next and I guess last question would actually be. I want to know from you, because you've talked about your business. You know, we talked about a little bit of, um, you know, our personal lives, but I want to know from you combining those things. What are your top three mom hacks? What are your top three like mommy hacks? For just oh, anything? this is a good question. <laughs> girl if you would ask me this like the beginning I would say like maybe a year and a half ago I'd be like I really don't know but you know what like people look at me they, they're like you you have a kid I'm like I sure do have a kid like <laughs> I sure do um I would say the best way to get work done the best way to have and conduct your meetings is get get your child on the schedule the old folks Older folks tell us that. Mm-hmm. Put, your, put, put them on the schedule, honey. Put them on the schedule, baby. It'll be all right. You're like, well, I don't know what that. I don't know how to do that. So when you're a first time mom and you hear put them on a schedule, you're like, what? You know, like schedule them out, like, you know, at five o'clock. Yeah. You know, you don't eat, like, <laughs> literally, that's what it means. Like, you, you can't tell them that, like, hey, it's five o'clock. <laughs> it's time for you to, you know, have dinner and take a nap. Like, they don't understand that. So what you have to do is like to like, you know, in the mornings we wake up, we wake up super early, maybe 8 a.m. or 9, 7, 8 or 9 around that time. We have our breakfast. We have our downtime. We're actually learning where he's doing like either um, he's doing his um, motor skill work where he's actually learning how to draw the letters, write the letters or we're reading or we're doing like flashcards are very helpful. Once the flashcards happen, we're going to go outside, outside then, then you have your lunch you take a nap. In those nap times, I get so much work done. I used to just take those nap times for granted. Like I'll either nap during nap time or I'm actually working, having meetings, doing a blog post, because that is, you know, that is my number one focus. So those those are two hacks. So put them on a schedule, get work done while they're napping, or you nap while they're napping, set a timer for you to get up before they get up so you can get some work done. And three, while I'm cooking is another hack. So while I'm cooking, I'll either be, because when I'm cooking, he doesn't really bother me at all. He rarely bothers me while I'm cooking. It'll either be a moment where you're teaching them something, you know, in the moment or where I'm actually doing something for my business. So a lot of the times I'm checking my social media. I'm like writing down ideas for a blog post, you know, or I'm, while I'm baking something, I'm working on a podcast or I'm listening to a podcast to, to edit it from, from my podcast, you know? So there's a lot like multitasking is a very, spe- very special thing. Very special thing because you can get a lot of stuff done. Those are my three mommy hacks. I thought like they're very useful. So if you haven't done them or been using them on your new time, first time mommy, use them, use them to your advantage. You're going to thank yourself later every single time. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm uh, actually working on a summer schedule now since um, my little one is out of school for the summer. So I need to come up with yes. a summer schedule since, you know, she's home. Yes. But, um, okay, so thank you so much for that, girl. I definitely... Of course, my queen. Our chat, we always have good chats. So this was just another one. And Yes! <laughs> So before you go, tell everybody, how can they find you, um, you know, online, all of that stuff. Let them know how to get in touch with you and all of that. Yes. So everything across social for me is Shakayla J. Taylor. That's C-H-A-K-A-Y-L-A-J, the letter J. 
Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. That's Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, if you like. Um, and if you want to hit my content and see what I talk about mostly, or if you want inspiration, you want everything content to really help your brand level up as far as like social media branding, marketing, finding your voice online, how to build communities, all kinds of goodness, you can go to shakaylajtaylor.com. That's C-H-A-K-A-Y-L-A, the letter J, Taylor.com. And you can, so I'm telling you, tons of stuff on there. And my podcast is also up there on the website as well. Okay, girl, cool. Well, yes, yes queen. my girl out. She's dope. I would not steer you in the wrong direction. When I found her, let me tell you, we just hit it off. So, yes, go check her out. Join the tribe and all of that. So, thank you, um, Shakela, once again for spending some time. Of course. We're going to have to get you back in another rotation later. I didn't get to talk to E-Man this go-round, but we're going to interview him next. <laughs> yes, because honey, I'm telling you, he'll have a lot to say because he <laughs> he thinks, and that's a beautiful thing, and I'm well, and I talk about my child all the time, but I make him feel like he's a part of my business. So, number one, he knows how to behave. Certain times he gets, you know, like, once he says, hey, if you want to say hey, let, or, or your child wants them, they want to say hi on the phone, let him say hi. Because most likely they're gonna stop. Like he'll he'll stop. He'll be like, okay, cool. I'm going back to my toys. But it really makes them feel like they're a part of your hustle. You're they're a part of your bigger reason for why. So I'm making I call him my little business partner because he does inspire me. He does give me tons of inspiration that he doesn't even know that he's given me. So let him be a part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Cause um, same with me. I'm I'm incorporating my little one into a lot of things now. So. That's yes. also that will be mommy hack number four. <laughs> oh yes, yes, make them feel apart, oh, girl. This is gonna be so good. I'm excited and I'm just so blessed. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. No, thank you for for being a part. Um, like I said, I'm definitely gonna have you come back. So, girl, yes. get 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 ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, girl. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mommy Monologues. It is my hope that you were able to relate, grow, and laugh a little. To go even deeper, get connected with us on Instagram at mommy.monologues, where we share more about what's to come and other opportunities for you to partner with us. And don't forget to join us right back here every Monday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for a new episode of Mommy Monologues. Oh, and if you want to be a part of our show, send us an email to mommymonopodcast at gmail.com. Peace, y'all.